0: Well, hello and welcome to Out in South London with me, Rosie. Wilby on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. We open there with a bit of a bit of Bond Bondesque magic. Uh, that's the closing credits, that song from the film Tomorrow Never Dies. Now, I'm sure you know the answer to this, but who? One of our guests couldn't place the voice. Who is that wondrous vocalist singing that track? If you tweet us during the course of this show at Out South London, the first person to tweet us with the correct answer. Answer, we'll get a little goodie bag of some of the goodies over the past couple of years that our guests have left with us. We have wonderful CDs and books and little memorabilia from the show. And um, Who knows, our guests tonight may leave us with some wonderful uh, gifts as well. You never know. You never know. I always try and blag things from them. Anyway, so do tweet us um, who you think that track was. And the reason we're playing a bit of Bond music is the fact that I'm going to be talking in a minute to the author, Mark O'Connell, who's... Um, Memoir is out at the moment, Catching Bullets Memoirs of a Bond fan, inspired by the fact that his grandfather actually chauffeured around the 007 producers. We're also go- going to be talking to Jennifer Grant in the second half of the show about a new gay travel company, Diva Destinations. But first of all, as I mentioned, Mark O'Connell is here. Hello, Mark.
1: Hello, good evening. How are you doing?
0: I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for... Uh, it was a bit of an adventure trying to find the, uh, the the Resonance studio, wasn't it? Yes,
1: there was a bit of a gate, which was about three or four gates. I'm like, which
0: one, which one? But yeah, I'm you could here. have done you with James me... Bond to sort yeah, of blow I, up I the gate. Yeah, I wouldn't make
1: of... a very good spy. There was no, no shimmying over the iron no, and turn no, stuff this, no, this Bond fan, no. No
0: bond <laughs> going on there. Um, so the book is out now. It, was, it came <clears> out in October. Yes. And how's it going?
1: It's going going very well. Yeah, brilliant. It seems of, to
0: have had a brilliant response. Yeah, we
1: sort of tried to hit the Bond tide and I don't think it's finished yet that's so. right
0: because obviously well it's it's very uh very apt at the moment mm. that we have you on cause skyfall is just one yes. of after best mm-hmm. british film on sunday evening but there's the it's the 50th anniversary is that right yes
1: well it was 50th anniversary in october but oh, um, right but no i mean it's actually, sort of but it's it's, it's rippling on, on forever i mean you yeah, know it, the film doctor no which was the 50th anniversary didn't open in various places so the 50th anniversary could technically go on for years but yes 50th anniversary and actually coming up in April this year it's the 60th anniversary of the first uh, F- uh, Ian Fleming book Casino Royale so it's it's just sort of anniversaries flying left right and centre at the moment. Oh
0: okay well I mean Bond has it really ever gone out of fashion it seems to have been it's been it's been less long...
1: fashionable it's okay. probably never gone out of fashion but it's been less fashionable the 80s which is the near I personally sort of adore and that's that mm-hmm. was my sort of nursery slopes of Bond fandom um that But that was sort of seen as a fallow period, and um, but now you know Bond is as big as it's ever been. Skyfall is the biggest Bond film of all time, including you know when you adjust for inflation and all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think every now and then a Bond film just gets under the skin of the public. They just are aware of it. It's not just oh, it's another Bond film. This is the one that people actually fancy going to see more than once as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, And tell us a bit about how your grandfather's experience of, of being a chauffeur for the producers. How did that sort of rub off on you, and then inspire? Are
1: you well, I my dad took me kicking and screaming to see Octopussy at the Guildford Odeon um, back in June 83, so nearly 30 years ago now. Gosh, mm. and um, I wasn't quite aware of the reason why he was so keen to spend our sort of divorced parent Sunday going to the cinema when normally I'd <laughs> be dragged to a steam railway somewhere in Hampshire. But um, that time around, he took me to Octopussy, and then just sort of afterwards, I became aware that granddad. Would, there was sort of always mentions of the broccolis and Roger and Sean, sort of in, in mm. sort of parents' chats. But it's only sort of when you get older you sort of pick up on that. And then the next Bond film, two years later, View to a Kill in '85, mm. I was sort of it was the first one I was really aware of and expecting. So that anticip- anticipation sort of pulled me along, and I've sort of been there ever since.
0: Absolutely, and obviously the '80s is very much you say your mm, your mm. era and when the period that you're writing about. Mm, mm. Um, so Duran Duran, of course, were that uh, they provided that, the theme that for was, a View to a Kill, didn't
1: they? And the soundtrack to My Childhood. Yes, yes. That, that song was very much I a very uh, much tune of my uh, childhood. Well. Yeah, it was such an anthem of that. Era, And also, that as you're getting older, you become aware of music and um, sort of culture. And I remember uh, View to Kill being everywhere around the same time that Live Aid was about to kick off at Wembley um, back in July 85. So all these sort of things tie into your, 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 your mind and then, yeah, just sort of just stick and weave the, their way into your sort Of childhood tapestry, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, just talking of, of 80s childhoods, are you do you know Damien Barr at all? It's just interesting, I he's got a memoir, no. Maggie and Me, coming out, which I went oh, to right. a wonderful reading oh, of okay. at Shoreditch, Shoreditch House Literary Salon um, yeah. last week. That's coming out in about May time, so Ooh, I will you should have to look that one up. Yes, you should look that one up. We're hoping to get him on this show, because oh, yeah, um, it sounds yeah. fabulous, and um, it sounds like obviously talking about yeah. a similar kind of area, he's sort of um, talking about his his parents divorce and okay. and how maggie thatcher was this sort of permanent figure which hmm. i imagine must have been well, she was yeah yeah i mean
1: i i did a uh, reading at polari uh, last week at the south bank center yes. and um wonderful few, polari, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was brilliant and a f- few people came up to me and sort of said because i did the bits i was reading from were i was sort of 10 11 in the mid 80s so when older you know gay gay guys gay women were fighting their battles particularly in this country for good or bad. Mm. I, I was that was I, you know I was actually latching onto the sort of stereotypes of Larry Grayson and Kenneth Williams because to be gay <laughs> in that era was all I saw was sort of adults who were just fighting this sort of section 28 Thatcher yeah yep. gargoyle sort of looming all over everyone. So it was it was quite nice to sort of retreat into a sort of 70s camp um version of gayness, you know, I'm sh- it's as superficial as anything, I'm sure. Um,
0: yes, yeah, so I suppose it was, it was a very politicised time was, to be yeah. gay, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, and, right and, through the 80s, yeah, I think. Yeah, and
1: EastEnders would have Colin and Barry and would sort right. of try and represent us, but I was sort of 10, 11, they'd, I had nothing in common with them and that was actually more alienating than, than not. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think Thatcher's got a lot to answer for... Um, and you know, but then saying that, look what happened. Look what David Cameron might have done you know, last week. You know, let's 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 sort of look to the future, and um, hopefully the Conservatives have a little better take on it. I remember. Mm.
0: Well, well, well yeah. We certainly hope so. Although yes. you always wonder what their um, kind of reasons yeah. behind it are. I mean, they're trying to get get our votes, is it? Yes, and nothing <laughs> like
1: creating a big gay marriage storm to hide the fact that you know you you've. Uh, rubbish the uh, economy and all of that it's yeah. nothing like a smoke screen even yes, if it is yes. one with pink, a pink smoke sequins. Yes, yes, exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's right um and um obviously the music uh, bond music now we've got adele mm, who's mm. a bit of a, a hot favorite for an oscar is that i right?
1: think she might win i mean that's sort of wishful thinking my part but she got <clears throat> excuse me she got the golden globe and it's such a cracking song it's a good it's a well Produced song, and you can hear every lyric. A lot of Bond songs and film songs, you sort of the lyrics fritter away amongst a sort of uh, blur of noise. Um, and she's singing live on the night, although so is Shelley Bassey. Oh. in a sort of Bond tribute thing, so oh, there could okay. be a sort of Bond diva, Bond diva off. sing-off. Yeah, oh, it could, wow. it could, gosh. That... It could be sequence at dawn. That could be yeah.
0: dramatic, couldn't it? And I thought the track that we selected was interesting, from the, the singer that we haven't right, named. Right, yes, I will um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That many people, um, we should check the Twitter and see see if anyone's got it right. Um, but I thought that was interesting, because it was actually the closing credits that track yes. When it's, it's a great track, yeah, and actually track. it sort of originally was perhaps going to be the opening credits, but got yeah. when uh, a certain Cheryl Crow um, yes. ended up getting the opening well, David track Arnold
1: who came on board on, on that film in 97 and he was a big Bond fan and he did a cracking score that was such a homage to all that went before but repointed it for the future and I think he, he had this song in mind with this singer and the so- that <laughs> that track is weaved throughout the film yeah. uh, and it's, it's a massive shame I think it's the one that Bond fans think re- or you know film fans as well why wasn't that on the opening credits it makes much more narrative story sense yes. as well
0: Yeah, no, I I think it sounded really good. I hadn't really... I don't think I'd really listened to to that track properly, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, So tell us a bit about your other life, as well Mm. as the the book. You do a lot of comedy writing as well.
1: Yeah, sort of comedy writer for whore, as I say. So I sort of just do... (laughs) I sort of um, hire myself out. Uh, I've done lots of stand-up. Not personally, but I write lots of stuff for stand-up, sketch shows, development shows, sitcoms. Um, The book took me out of that for the last year or two although possibly touch wood and all of that it might be pushing me back to it so in you know so, so i'm not maybe not finished on the book but we'll see what happens there so yeah mm. I, I did um jonathan harvey particularly you know the writer that did beautiful yes, thing and yeah. beautiful people which is a show i worked yep. on him with he was, a gr- he was a great early mentor and pushed you know pushed me and put in words with the right people mm. so i'm sort of forever grateful to jonathan for that
0: excellent well that's the kind of person you need yes, putting in good absolutely, words. absolutely yes well just um tell us briefly where we can go online to order the book yes
1: yeah absolutely um well uh, you can get it from the publishers www.splendid.co.uk uh, and from all good book book stockists maybe even some of the bad ones
0: did i say box stockists no <laughs> yeah. no i i that's me i think you nearly did you attempted to anywhere say where they
1: sell books properly that's what that's, that's where you can get it but yeah that's no, out there and it's doing well so um, check it out Fantastic. it's on all the kindle e-booky things as well are
0: you are you a, a kindle fan not, or a old not to I like the old idea school. of
1: it um but i i physically like to have a sort of
0: a thing. A an sort actual of book, book
1: notch on my bedpost. I like to see what I've read and have, it, have them sort of fill out my lounge rather than sort of on the Kindle.
0: But yes. Well, I, I find books quite useful, particularly um I've got several propping up my bed. Which right, broke. yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Can't do that with a Kindle. So. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be able to no. do that with a no. Kindle. I don't, I don't really want to say what I was doing when I broke the bed. But um, anyway, <laughs> I, well, I don't think it was anything. Ordering rude, a Kindle actually. on Amazon. I, I think know, I was yes, just yeah. opening the window, um, actually. Um, so, because <laughs> it's quite awkward. Anyway, if you've been round to my bedroom, you'll know. But not many of you have. (laughs) Let's uh, play a track. Uh, Mark O'Connell, we may yet hear from you more about gay holidays in the second half of the show. I'm sure you're up for a bit of a chat Um, about that with the wonderful Jennifer Grant, who's uh, waiting to talk to us. Let's hear from a wonderful duo who we have spoken to over the phone on this show, who have a national tour going on at the moment, Julian Tidow. This is their song that is inspired by the wonderful Anne Lister. So this is Gentleman Jack. That is Gentleman Jack, and that is Ohuli and Tidow. That track is from their album The Fragiles, which has won all kinds of folk awards, so do check them out if you don't know their stuff. So, as promised, we are going to be talking gay travel now with my next guest, Jennifer Grant, who's popped up from Brighton. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you doing? How are you? You I'm all right, thank you. A bit cold, but, you know. Well, I was going to say, you look very bronzed, like you've just come from somewhere sunny, as you probably should have running a company like yours. Exactly.
2: I think that's more weather-beaten, but hey, <laughs>
0: I'll take the compliment. It's the Brighton Sea breeze. Yes, it is. I think more like that.
2: <laughs> so tell
0: us a bit about Diva Destinations and what inspired you to set that up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been in the travel industry for about 15 years. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I was made redundant last year. And I wasn't going to go back into travel, but mm. here you go. Hey, presto. I felt there was definitely a need to have a gay run travel agents for the LGBT community uh, that is run by gay women, to offer really good tailor-made but affordable holidays, mm-hmm. but to take it out of the the norm and go away from obviously Lesbos is, is huge on my uh, <laughs>
0: on my repertoire of holiday Absolutely. destinations. I mean, to know, be there. I've, I've done the Lesbos yeah, holiday. I, mean, I, to, I, I, was try, I was trying was trying to get my girlfriend at the time to come out to her parents, so I oh, thought okay. you know, so so book her holiday to Lesbos. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: Did take them <laughs> take them with you. Oh yes, should yes, <laughs> have come. That's always a good way of coming out. brilliant. So yeah, in actual fact there's a new women's festival out in lesbos uh, in june so that oh. adds the one that's the women's week in september
0: yes i know there is there was yeah, one they've, already they've, wasn't they're there they're
2: getting a new one underway this year so oh, you know if you're interested uh, come to me oh. but no i mean also what i'm doing is i've really extended the range of holidays we offer a wide range of, of destinations and I was just actually saying to to Mark, a big love of mine is is the states without mm-hmm. a doubt, and California in particular. But oh yeah, yeah. We have gay rodeos out in the states, which I don't think many people know about. It's a huge ah. gay rodeo circuit, which is amazing. Yeah. So I want to bring those sorts of destinations and holidays to the gay community, and and basically offer something you know, great and exciting, um to to the community. But the main thing is as well, not only is it a great range of holidays, but it's also talking to gay people at the end of the phone, or I can meet people. Um, you're on a level playing field. You 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 can talk relaxed and openly to people about your circumstances, what you want from your holiday, that yeah. you want, you know, a double room. You're with your partner, yes. and because when you go into uh, you know high street travel agents or you're talking to somebody at the end of the phone, it does still. Get awkward without a doubt. Yes,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly remember years ago, sort of going. Um, I was going into the travel agents with my my girlfriend, and um, the guy sort of said, "Oh, yes, we've got this holiday in Lesbos." You know, yeah. it just like... <laughs> it's just like, oh yes,
2: really." Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Or, you, know. you know, I mean, I've had it with with my partner so many times. Is you know, oh, it's your sister. Why do you want oh, a, yes. a double room? Oh, I and mean, we had that all the time. Yes, um, and we always throw them as well because we have two children. So that always ah. throws a spanner in the works, as you can yes. imagine. Yes, well, they
0: probably think you've had a bereavement or something, too. Well, so, yeah. Where, sort of being awfully nice where, to you. Know, yeah, yeah. What's happened? has gone you wrong? Know, absolutely. Yeah. So,
2: you know... It, we find it mildly amusing. Um, obviously, yeah. two sisters, one with, you know, you've got a child each or something like that. But no, <laughs> it, it really helps to have us at the end of the phone that you can talk to, as I say, openly and relaxed, and you've got a friendly voice, and we can advise you on, you know, good places to go, perhaps not so good places to go. Mm. But also, we work with gay-friendly and gay-run suppliers and accommodation, and that really and helps so I can And how do you find all of the those, way.
0: then? How do you find the gay-friendly accommodation? Oh,
2: I mean... I've sourced them. I went yep. to actually the World Travel Market in October, uh, okay. and uh, which is a huge travel trade show. And it was amazing. I was talking to so many suppliers who are now very LGBT friendly. They can see, yeah. you know, mm. why. And they were very happy to work with me. So I've I've Brilliant. done sourcing of, of gay friendly and gay run suppliers. And I built up that close relationship, which is really good because then I can communicate all your requirements through to um, when you go out there.
0: Fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it is funny you say that about sisters. I'd forgotten actually. When <laughs> only last year, when I went on holiday yeah. with my girlfriend, we went we went on a Mark Warner holiday, which was was good actually. It was nice. Okay. But um, yeah, the the reps did keep saying, "Oh yes," because my my girlfriend's surname is Bavistock. The Bavistock sisters. Oh yeah. And we just we just left it. We we're like, yeah, well, yeah. you do. You yeah. just
1: yeah. I've been like a. Bro- oh, um, is your brother sharing the room with you? Yeah. <laughs> we just like, half the time, oh, no, we just like you go, just, go with you it. You just. Yeah, snigger, yeah. It's easy to go. Like yeah. just but then I suppose girls, if they
0: yeah. catch yeah. you snogging, then that's real. Really awkward, isn't that? It? Could be, that could do it. let you just let's not go down that road. Repeat,
1: brothers. That, that'll just throw them. And then they'll, and they'll be they won't really even confused.
0: No one will speak but to no, you. No, I mean that
2: we had a very entertaining uh, holiday once. We, we actually we own a caravan, a touring caravan, and uh, me and my partner with we two children in France. And we, it's the biggest touring caravan you can have. It's a, a twin axle, and we we rocked up in that, and um, we were sort of manoeuvring it. Very well, I thought, actually. Anyway, this uh, elderly couple were next door in their caravan and the elderly lady (laughs) ran into the caravan and went, George, George, two women have come up in the caravan. Come and have a look. (laughs) And it was just... We cracked up. It's just things like that. You just... Cannot believe still happens, but <laughs> yeah. hey, It does,
0: doesn't it? Well, now it's the queerest folk. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I
0: didn't say that to her, but no, <laughs> no. she made and me a cup of tea instead. Oh, right. Well, yeah. and what are the most popular destinations then? Right?
2: Without a doubt, the US is, is very popular because yeah. you've got so much on offer. Um, Las Vegas is huge, but mm. California as well, definitely. But, um, yeah, also Canada. But, um, oh, yeah. As I say, I mean, although you do pay, you know, a fair amount to get over to the states, it, you know, what you get for your money is is a lot. Okay. So it's very popular, obviously, Florida. Mm. But um, you know, you have the Europe, your European destinations, but also the Scandinavian countries oh, are, yes. are really, you mm. know, coming back into the form. We've got um, the Women's uh, European Championships, football championships, out in Sweden as well. So we also are promoting heavily the women's sporting events, the international sporting events, so people can plan their holidays around those. Uh, But, yeah, we've got the Ice Mm. Hotel, you know, for honeymoons with a difference as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, the Scandinavian countries are very, very in at the moment. Is there
1: anywhere that just gets overlooked people think it's either a bit dicey or dodgy or isn't going to be very accepting mm. so uh, tel aviv's always a bit of sort of i'm mm. curious about going to tel aviv but then yeah. suddenly you hear these stories but then yes yeah, because you can hear that about anywhere
2: yeah there are some countries that you i would say and i would advise clients to to, to really say that you can't be openly, mm. you know, gay. So mm. that's just yeah. how it is. You have yes. to be very careful. So if you want to make sure that you, you know, you can be openly gay with your partner, then I, obviously there mm. are certain countries where it's not a problem. So you've just got to be careful in what you want out of your holiday. Mm. Some people just want to go somewhere because they want to see it. Like mm. you say, that's mm. what you wanted to see. And, and, you know, that's all they want to do. So they don't worry about gay suppliers or, you know, gay hotels. They just say, book me this and, mm. and that's what we do. But it's whether or not people want that advice or they don't, we've got it there and we can be, you know, chat to you about it Mm. and everything. So yeah, it's... I wouldn't sort of rule out not going anywhere Mm. but we would just advise people.
1: I think we forget Mm. that we we actually adapt the Circumstances, even just at home, we're, we're not. Yes. Yeah, we we sort of can judge a situation and. Oh, yeah. absolutely! And I mean, sort, sort of. Sort of go, or, yes,
0: when when I well. sort of find myself out and about in Soho, it's a bit different to when you go to you know certain more uh, provincial kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah. towns. Yeah. Yeah. And we sort of forget mean,
1: so that we we're fairly savvy wherever we are. Yeah. But, but it just
0: you know just goes to show it's still
2: you still have to be careful in yeah. in some countries. I think you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, Jennifer, tell us the website divadestinations.co.uk yeah that's it brilliant
2: yeah that's as simple as that and you know if anybody is is wanting some advice on gay events we can plan your holiday around those um, you've got the out games coming out in, coming up in antwerp in august um i'm working with um planet london which is oh a, i know they yeah. were they
0: were reviewing the show last week oh, they were in the studio yeah.
2: fantastic website for anything on and about lesbians in london um it's on their site but i'm working with them to bring um, some great uh, trips through them as well fantastic. and gay girl net so yeah you can
0: find me on their websites as well brilliant okay well thank you so much for both of you coming on Mark O'Connell and Jennifer Grant so I've got a few events to plug before we uh, we completely end this episode of Out in South London and uh, the London Gay Symphony Orchestra I have got a gig on this Sunday the 17th of February at 7 o'clock um, so do check that out also Tim MacArthur who we've had on this show in the past he's got a new show which sounds sounds like marvellous fun McArthur Arthur's Parts, it's called, and that's at the Canal Café Theatre on the 13th, 14th, 20th and 21st. He's also going to be at Lauderdale House this Sunday, so he's a busy guy. Rachel Mars, who we've spoken to over the phone on this show, she's together with Nat Tarab presenting uh, an 80s-themed piece at the Oval House as part of their current counterculture season, tonight until Saturday. So do check out all of those and we shall be tweeting more details of all those events from our Twitter at out south London where you can also obviously enter our little competition that we posed earlier also uh, Radio 4 Armistead Maupin's Tales and More Tales of the City has uh, several episodes on iPlayer until the 15th of February and we might be interviewing him about his new book soon so keep tuned for that thanks for listening